Alrighty, today is Wednesday, July 11th, and what a jam-packed episode we got today, everybody. We got Manny Machado news. Is he going to go to the Red Sox? Are the Yankees going to go after him? Uh, We also got the Mets. They got to start selling, baby. Mickey Calloway, he's on the hot seat. Will he be here next year? We don't know. Plus, we got World Cup news, baby. Croatia versus England's tomorrow, and France advanced the final yesterday. Very entertaining stuff from the World Cup from a guy who doesn't really watch soccer. Uh, and plus, we got the New York Knicks. A lot better position than we all think. They could get a max contract, possibly. Uh, and then we got a great question that I wanted to ask everybody. Do I go to the Penn State versus Rutgers game, or do I go to the Michigan Rutgers game? That's going to be, that. either one is going to be great, but I want to go to one of them, and I want to ask everybody which one I should go to. All right? All righty. Let's have a great hump day, everybody. Let's get through this week. We're halfway through already. All righty, baby. Let's go. All right, everybody. Welcome to the K-Max Show. Right here on Anchor Podcast, Apple Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday, and I'm very excited that we're halfway through the week and we're really getting through it. It's gone by pretty fast, almost a Thursday, almost a Friday, and then bam, it's Saturday. So uh, I'm very excited. This week's been pretty quick. Uh, Unfortunately, I have to get into some um, sort of egregious news, Um, some some very disturbing things have come out of um, of Twitter and social media uh, about um, Shady McCoy, um, and it's sickening to me, if it's true. If it's true, it's one of the most disgusting things. It, it's... It's not just one thing, it's not two things, it's not three things, it's four things. He is being alleged to be beating uh, his girlfriend's friend, Maya. Beat her pretty damn good. I saw that picture. Oh, my God. It was... It, it, it's tragic. She He beat her up. If this is true, Obviously. The second one was I beat his kid. That's never good. Disciplining is one thing, but when you beat your kid and you got, you know, certain, um, well, obviously it's just rumor mill stuff, but like a slap on the butt or something like that is different than you, you know, assaulting somebody. So we don't know the severity of that, but, you know, I, I would love to, not that I would love to see um, the, you know, I never want to see a kid get beat up. Okay, you never do. Nobody wants to see that. But also, I want to see if it's true. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see the evidence. And I want to see if if this person really was that low of a dude to beat his kid. You know, like, that's disgusting. And then he beats an animal, too, apparently a dog. So animal cruelty's thrown in there. And apparently steroids. This is all alleged stuff. 
against LaShawn McCoy, running back of the Buffalo Bills. Now, as a rule of thumb, people, if one thing is thrown at them, like let's say a sexual assault is put up against um, Sam Darnold, that is just an example. There is some, you know, um, some doubt in that. And it's terrible that it is, but maybe the person's lying to him. There's a lot, there's a sense of possibly it not being true. You know what I mean? It's almost like um, it's sort of one direct charge. And if um, he's found not guilty of it or the person drops the charge or something like that, um, you know, it, it doesn't appear as bad. But now he has four different charges against him. Now, he hasn't been arrested for anything. This is something on social media. But when you have four different allegations or something, there's a possibility of one or two or three of them being true. You know? This isn't a case of some woman trying to get money. Or trying to destroy a person's career. You know, if that was the case, there would be only um, one of these things and no real evidence out there yet. You know what I mean? Like right here, we saw the picture. Like she got beat up by somebody. Now, we don't know if it's LaShawn McCoy, but he he seems to be the only suspect in this whole thing. As from what I've seen. You know what I mean? Like this is he's the only suspect right now. And I hope that whoever beat this woman goes to jail for assault of domestic violence. Now, I'm also going to make something clear. And I want Roger Goodell and the National Football League to finally get one right. Get this one right. You drop the ball with Jameis Winston. Groping an innocent girl, an innocent Uber driver, and giving him only a three games. It's a slap on the wrist. Give him the full six. Show, show me that you mean business and you want to get better. Show me. You know Major League Baseball? They don't play around. They gave you 50 games. They gave Jose Reyes 50 games and the the woman dropped the charge. 50 games. That's how it should be done. That's how it should be done. If there's evidence of it. And, you know, the punishment should be fully enforced. If there's evidence, if there's evidence later on, like... um, some sort of sample, maybe a skin sample or something underneath the finger, you know, like some CSI stuff. And um, they're able to link LaShawn McCoy to this beating, at least. Give him the six games, and I hope he goes to jail and doesn't play the whole season. I hope he doesn't play the whole season. Scratch the six games. If he did this, he should be suspended this year for the whole year. 
and then give him six to start off the next year. Nobody's going to even touch him. End his career. Beats women, beats dogs, beats kids, and takes performance enhancing drugs, which is a, a four-game suspension, I believe, by a first defender. Should be banned for at least a year. Now, let me backtrack a little bit. That example I used with Sam Darnold. You know, um, obviously there's nothing <laughs> about Sam Darnold that's bad. I'm just using it as an example. He's a quarterback of my football team, the Jets. So I was just trying to, you know, link something. And there's a greater possibility of, you know, somebody just trying to get a quick buck or something like that. There is. There are people out there that do that. Okay? It's, it, there's some bad people out there. You know, just want a little more cash or try to destroy somebody's reputation. Are people out there to do that? Obviously, if there's some sort of sexual assault, they should be definitely hand down the automatic six-game suspension, investigate it further, and if there's something more severe in there, then you give them the phone. Okay, I just had to backtrack that because I don't know if I made myself a thousand percent clear on that. Because I do feel like uh, maybe some people get mad at me for that. But there is a possibility of somebody lying about, you know, an alleged sexual assault. It happens. You know, it happens. But my point was is that there was one, you know, one made up charge that I just made up in my own head. And there's four basically allegations thrown at LaShawn McCoy. And you know what? He throws at me a, um, a uh, basically on your notes on your iPhone screenshot and sent out on his uh, Twitter, quote, for the record, the totally baseless and offensive claims made against me today on social media are completely false. Furthermore, I had no, I had, I have not had any direct contact with any of the people involved in months. Well, that just gave investigators something to look at. The months part. I haven't talked to these people in months. Oh, well, if there's some sort of evidence out there that sees them together yesterday, well, obviously he's lying to something. So, if I was investigating that, I would look at that first. Obviously, I hope that the woman, Maya, gets you know full recovery. Just so we can get her side. This is, I think this was a friend or something that put this out. I want to hear from her what she saw. And then let's see the evidence come out. And I hope the truth comes out soon. So we can get this matter dealt with now. By the law. Not the NFL law, but the law. But this is a chance for the NFL to look good. In a string of incidents that they have been failing. The slap on the wrist of James Winston is disgusting. That should be a sixth game. But it's a very less severe case than somebody absolutely brutally beating somebody. And the NFL needs to make that clear. This isn't deflating a football. This isn't smoking weed, which is a four-game suspension. 
This is somebody with a serious domestic violence thing. A serious, serious domestic violence accusation. If this is true, he should never. He should not play it down this year. Minimum, and he should go to jail. That's the way it is, man. Be women, if that's true. Go through these things. Obviously, maybe some of them are inflated. Possibly. We don't know. We've heard from one Instagram person. This thing is being investigated. We don't know the whole truth. But if this is the case, and one or two are factual, he needs to be dealt with strict discipline from the law and the National Football League. It's true. Oh, it's damn true. That's the way it should be. All right? So... Unfortunately, I had to open up with that. And I know I got a little bit jambled in there, but, you know, my point was the entire time that if he did do all these acts, he deserves to be disciplined in the full extent of the law and in the NFL. You know, there's no appeals, no nothing. No appeals, no nothing. You served the games. That's it. Done. Alright. <laughs> Alright, now let's get more into lighter things. More into lighter things. You know? This is a sports podcast. <laughs> and we gotta talk about the sports. And not somebody beating up a woman so brutally bad. And I hope whoever did it is found responsible. But... Regardless, we're going to move on to brighter things. To brighter things, man. Brighter things. And we're going to go and dive into the Knicks. Now, they've shown me a lot of promise. I love Kevin Knox. I love Robinson. Those are the two guys I look at. It's like, man, they could be players this year, man. Robinson coming off the bench. Knox putting in a couple buckets. It'd be nice. It'd be very nice. Get more athletic, more young. But here's also a lot of hope for the Knicks. And it's that they don't have to pay really KP too much money. And they're going to have enough money to really get sort of possibly a super team. Not really a super team as in, you know, LeBron James coming through or... You know, something crazy like that. You know. But, um, Christos Porzingis is making uh, $5.6 million this year. Next year, it's going to go up to 7.5, and that's going to end basically his rookie contract. And then we have to pay him for the 2020 21 season. Um, the cap space for the Knicks is pretty, pretty good. We're not paying too many people bad deals. Well, <laughs> Tim Hardaway. Joakim Noah. But we're going to be able to get a max contract for the 2019 season. And, you know, I hope that... I really hope that... uh We can possibly... Get one of these big name free agents. Now let me read off the um, players that are 
going to be free agents for next season. Mello, well, she's not going to be a Nick. <laughs> Let's get that off the board. DeAndre Jordan, Chandler Parsons, Wesley Matthews, Ennis Cantor. Clay Thompson's a very interesting one. I'd love to have Clay Thompson play on my basketball team. Be a very good shooting guard for the Knicks. He'd be big. That'd be a big time signing, man. That'd be huge. Huge if we can get him. But also there's another interesting thing. And I wonder what Knicks fans have to say about this. Now, the big catch, I think, to me, if I'm a Knicks fan, is going to try to get Clay Thompson if this falls through. We need a point guard. That's established, right? Right? I don't look at Emmanuel Moutier and say, man, franchise point guard. I don't look at uh, Trey Burke. Man, franchise point guard. I don't look at Frank yet. Man, franchise point guard. You get Kyrie or you get Damian Lillard. That's a franchise point guard. If you're asking me who the Knicks should get. All right, let's say we get a massive uh, big-time star to play point guard. And who would I rather have, Dame or or Kyrie? I would probably go... I would probably go with Lillard because he just doesn't get hurt. I haven't really seen him miss too much time, and they're in the playoffs seemingly every year. It's just that they don't have a team around them. You put Damian Lillard on the floor with Kristaps Porzingis, I mean... Looking pretty good. Looking very good. Dude can score, man. He can play. That was the first time in how many years that we've had zero point guard? You know, so I'm excited about that. And I hope the Knicks can somehow, some way, get that point guard of the future and get that franchise point guard. For five, six years. One that we've lacked for so many years. I've never seen the Knicks have a capable point guard. And I've been watching them for 15 years at this point. I'm 21 now. They really start paying attention around 6, 7. So I've never seen them have like a really good point guard before. Maybe Stefan Marbury was the last decent one that they've had. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, but what about Raymond Felton and... <laughs> And Derrick Rose. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. It's embarrassing what they put out there at the freaking point guard, at the point. So, I think that that's your three options right now if you're in the Knicks. And you know what? With LeBron James leaving, and they get one of these guys or two out of these three guys, I think that they could be a top four team. Now that means getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. I believe that. I believe that. Two out of those three guys? Well, two out of... Well, you pick one out of the two point guards, right? Dame or Kyrie, and you have Clay. You have an outstanding... Absolutely outstanding team. But I don't know how the salary cap breaks down and stuff. Because I don't know if they can afford only one or two of those guys because of Noah and uh, Hardaway Jr. So, it remains to be seen. We don't know what the status of those players are. Maybe 
we buy out Noah before that season. And we're able to get through it. Or maybe is this the third year out of that deal? I believe that's the third year of this deal, so I think it comes off the books. I believe it does. Hold on. Does it come off? No. It's not a three, it's a four. It's a four-year contract. Okay. God. Ugh. Phil. I didn't realize, man. Four years. Oh, my God. Whew. All of it guaranteed money, huh? Man. All right, well. 2019, uh, you know, I didn't realize that he, I thought it was a three-year deal. It's a four-year deal, $72.5 million. Yay. So, I don't know how the hell that's going to break out, but I hope that the Knicks can at least get one of those guys. <laughs> you know. Jeez. Four years, $72 million. Jeez. What a waste. Guy who can't even play. My God. But... My point of this whole thing was to just say that there's hope, Knicks fans. There's hope. There's players available that we can go out and get. And it's about spending our money wisely and getting the right players. I think uh, Steve Mills was on uh, Stephen A. Smith's show, and I was listening to it a little bit. You know, he's not going to sign guys for multi-year deals. One year to really open up that cash base to get a max player for that season. And you know what? Out of anybody, I want Clay. If they can't get a trade to get Damian Lillard, go out and get me Clay Thompson. The guy can really shoot. And that's my opinion on that. Be hopeful, Knicks fans. Brighter days are ahead if we have the you know right personnel in place. Now, let's get to the World Cup, baby. Let's get to the World Cup. I don't know shit about soccer. I'll be honest. And I rarely curse on the show, but that's how I'm going to explain myself on this next statement. I don't know anything about soccer. I really don't. Not a soccer guy. I really needed to use that curse to really, really uh, emphasize the amount of nothingness that I know about the game of soccer. Um, you know, France advances. They beat Belgium one nothing. I watched the game. It was. I, I thought that France got away with some stuff. You know, a couple of really big uh, tackle attempts by the French players and, you know, not a lot of calls going Belgium's way, but that's what happens in soccer, you know, and, and any sport, really. All calls don't go your way. And you know what? France is going on, and tomorrow uh, my friend is actually going to Croatia, um, not for the game, but as he makes a yearly, uh, I guess, pilgrimage, homage to his homeland. And it just so happened that he's going tomorrow, well, today, uh, July 11th. I'm sorry, it's it's nighttime right after the Yankee-Met game when I record my podcast to make sure that all the games finish and I'm able to get the most facts out there as possible so you have a whole day to listen to it. Um, but he's going, um, I guess, today, July 11th, <laughs> as is, you know, just a random thing. It's a coincidence. It's almost... Like the time that my father actually went to Chicago 
And it happened to be in October of 2016. And guess who was playing in the World Series? The Chicago Cubs. And they were down three games to one. The ballpark was legitimately like three blocks away from this hotel, which he was staying at for a business trip. And yeah, they make the comeback. He went to the parade and then went home. So, oh, and he did some business stuff too. <laughs> but man, that's crazy. So you heard that stupid Go Cubs Go chant every freaking restaurant he went to. So that's cool. But it reminds me of that because, I mean, Croatia hasn't really done anything, I believe, since 98, my friend was telling me. 98, they made it to the semis, which they're in right now. But they've never been to the World Cup final. And uh, my buddy's going to be there for a month, I believe. Comes, you know, mid-August. So, yeah, about a month. And... um yeah, starting off strong, I guess, man. The drinks are going to be nice and cold. And told them to be safe and don't be stupid. <laughs> man, if they win tomorrow, it's pretty big for them. And, you know, I believe the championship game of the World Cup is on Saturday. I have to fact check that. But I'm really rooting for Croatia. Just my friend has a wonderful time in his native country. And uh, that game is tomorrow at 2 o'clock. It's going to be Croatia versus England. Go Croatia, baby. Go Crow. <laughs> All right. Moving on. All right. We got to get some baseball in here. Okay. All right. The Mets. All right. Let's break this down really simple. Mickey Callaway, I don't think, knows how to match baseball. Um, he made such an egregious error yesterday. You know, you have a very big lefty coming up, and you want to use your lefty specialist. You want to bring in Jerry Blevins to face the lefty. What our great manager forgot to realize is that you have to wait until they announce their names for you to walk out there and change players. Take your pitcher out. So use a pinch hitter, and eventually they lose the game. It's just an abysmal, abysmal season for the Mets. It's such a, a crappy... Just a couple of weeks that they've had. Oh, it's been a terrible season. All in all. And I'm not liking what I'm seeing from the manager. I'm really not. You mean to tell me you don't know that they have to announce the name first before you bring in your pitcher to face him? That's just stupid. Honestly, that's just dumb. And it's something that should never happen. Almost like when the Mets forgot that, you know, uh, uh, how to you know, where they were batting in that game against Cincinnati and all those months ago. Yeah, oh yeah, they forgot that they had um, batted out of order. Oh yeah, I remember that. They bat out of order, they don't know that they have to announce the names on the, on the PA. You know, it's ridiculous. It's a new story every day with this stupid team. It's ridiculous. Honestly. It's ridiculous, and it's sad. It really is, it's sad. But everything's right in the world, I guess. Everybody can't stop complaining about the Mets, which is rather interesting. <laughs> which is the Mets fan favorite thing to do. That's what I like to do. Complain about the Mets. So, there's that. <laughs> Plus, all right, let's just stop talking about the 
Mets. I can't complain too much about the Mets. I can't. I'll be here for three hours. Uh, I already ranted on Cespedes a couple episodes ago. Ranted on how I want David Wright to come back for one game, even though it's a lost season. Inspirational stuff if he can finally uh, play for the Mets. And honestly, it's very hard to watch him play. And they're just an embarrassment. Let's go on to brighter things. It's almost like talking about Shady McCoy. <laughs> Let's go on to brighter things. Let's, let's talk about the Yankees, man. All right. Yankees, how they blew a game, damn, to the Baltimore Orioles. And they finally just lose a – was it really just a game that they should win? I was about to say lose a series, but they have the um, – uh, they have uh, one more to go, and hopefully they'll support that before they go to Cleveland. Um, but I was just uh, not impressed with with uh, Batances' stuff. It seemed to be all over the place, and uh, gave up the hit. I thought that Bird had a real good shot at that ball. The bases loaded, two outs, and thought they were going to get out of it, actually. I think everybody did. But just got uh, off of, I think, a bird's glove and went into right field. And that's a ball game right there. So, you know, it's something that will sting for about a day. But then you realize, I mean, come on. They're, they're, they have 59 wins this year. 59-31. Like, let's get real. We got, uh, we got a couple of, you know. Months to play with here to get the ship right. Um, and plus, I think that they're really going to go after a pitcher. I hope. I don't want to hear about Mustakas. I don't want to hear about Machado. So I think even with Machado in their lineup for the Red Sox, let's say the Red Sox go and get him. I still think the Yankees, I still got the Yankees winning that series. I think that the Yankees are a better team. Even if they have Machado over there. Another big name bat in that order. You know, so we just have to wait and see and um, wait for things to play out. But the Red Sox apparently are trying to get them. But I don't know if they're going to give it to them because I don't think the Red Sox prospect pool is as strong as the Yankees. You know, you might get more prospects out of the Red Sox, but they're not as good as Frazier or, you know, um, Sheffield or, you know, players of that caliber. So... We'll see. Oh, even in Duhar, if you count him as a prospect, quote-unquote prospect. But, yeah, it needs to be seen. And I just hope that the Yankees uh, continue the way they're going and, you know, not do anything too crazy. Okay, so that ends that. One last thing. Oh, before I even get into that, I'm going to Boston. And I can't wait to go. Yankees socks. Early August, I believe, uh, I may go to the, the second, maybe the first, but um, it's four games set in Boston, and uh, I'm very excited for it. Very excited. I can't wait. Going on to Boston, I'm going to bring my Jude jersey, and I'm going to bring that pinstripe pride to Boston, and I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be exciting, and, you know, I can't wait for that. I'm going to be basically filming my podcast there in Boston, so I'm excited about that. Um, and yeah, we'll do a special show over there. So stay tuned for that as I make my homage to Boston. (laughs) All right.
And before we wrap things up, I believe that we have one more thing to get through, and that is, oh, another trip idea. Now, college football is not here, and I'm more of a um, NFL guy. I think everybody can sense that. I root for the University of Miami. Uh, I have some very funny connections with Vinny Testaverde, and, you know, I, I was always a big fan of their teams in the, the early 2000s. Um, and stuff like that, and I have a U hat that I've had since I was like in third grade. I need a, I need a new one because it's it's a pretty crappy hat, but you know I love the University of Miami. And unfortunately, none of the games are going to be anywhere close to New York, where I am from. Now, I've never been to a big time college football game. I've been in a couple of Jets games. You know me. I go to one. I, I go to at least one every year to, for the Jets, and. Um, it's interesting because Rutgers is playing Michigan and they're playing um, also Penn State towards the end of November and maybe beginning of November, no, beginning of November, uh, both back-to-back weeks, and I'm thinking about going to one of them. Now, I might put out a poll or something out there, maybe if you want to message me which one you think. or I think I'm just going to put out a poll and I'll see what uh, everybody thinks because I'm thinking about going to one of those games and... I want to get your guys' feedback on it and see if you're, you know, what the more meaningful matchup is. I'm going to predict that people think Penn State more because they're more closer. There's going to be more of a a Penn State, you know, vibe in that building. So I'm leaning towards Penn State right now, but maybe Michigan fans changed my mind. (laughs) All righty. So that's today's show. This is a pretty... A quick show. Got through everything I wanted to. Both the teams lose. McCoy is an animal portrayed in, in social media. We don't know anything yet. You know, it's improved until proven guilty. I want to see the evidence. But it's just a weird day in sports. It's a weird day in general where it's basically just the baseball teams and everything like that. I can sit here and ramble on about the Jets or the Giants, but there's nothing really to talk about about either one of those teams. So, at least at the moment. <laughs> you know, we'll get more into football as we near the first preseason game and training camp opens up for the Jets, I believe, on the 27th. So we'll see about that. And the Giants also, when they open up camp in a couple of weeks, um, I might do a show from Florham Park where the Jets are, you know, practicing. But I don't know. We'll see how it goes, everybody. <laughs> see where the wind blows, man. You know. Alrighty. So, have a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. Get through hump day, everybody. We're getting close to the end of the week. And top five season is going to be upon us on the 20th. And we're going to go through running backs of the National Football League. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful day. And I'll talk to you guys on Friday. Peace.